Hello, I'm Rhiannon. You're listening to Global Questions, the podcast breaking down international news and politics. Today, another one of our monthly Trailblazer episodes where we chat with young professionals about their global careers. Thinking back, I don't think I would have ever thought to be here today. Like if you asked myself, I don't know, even up to three years ago, I would have had no idea that I would have ended up here. My guest today is Daria Impiombato, a researcher at the Australian Strategic Policy Institute in Canberra. Daria tells me about gaining knowledge and experience through internships, how she turned her interest in global issues and politics into an exciting career, and some tips for young people embarking on a career in research and international relations. Daria, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. So to kick us off, could you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you currently do? Yeah, sure. So I'm a researcher um, here at ASPI in Canberra. Um, I'm originally from Italy, so I've been an international student here in Australia for a long time um, before finding a job as an intern um, here at ASPI. And currently, I mainly do research on China, human rights and technology. And when did you realise you were interested in the area of international affairs? Well, that's sort of a long story. Um, I've always been interested in in politics. And then once I started my university studies, um, I decided to learn Chinese. And um, travelling to China and back... I sort of started uh, looking more at sort of the global landscape of um, politics and international affairs, um, and it suddenly became really clear to me that that's what I wanted to to do potentially for the rest of my life, or at least uh, so far. Um, yeah, so that's that's how it started. Amazing. And so you got involved with ASPE through their intern program. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So it's it's very funny because I hadn't heard about the ASPE internship um, before this event I attended back in 2019. Um, it was a women in international affairs and security event. And there I met um, two women who worked at ASPE at the time. And once I talked to them about um, my research experience and what my interests were, um, they both thought that I was a really good fit for the ASPE internship. And they told me that the application was about to, to expire, actually, um, at the time. So I just ran back home and applied straight away. And then, yeah, sort of after the whole selection criteria I got in and I started a few months later. And did you realise that you were interested in kind of the area of research at that time or did you kind of develop that interest through the internship program and then work? I think the internship really helped. When I applied, I wasn't still 100% sure of what sort of career path I wanted to pursue because I did a double master's at Monash. Um, So I did international relations and journalism and I was still a bit in between the two, but the internship seemed like a great opportunity to gain some experience in the research world. Um, And obviously I've really loved it. Uh, I extended my internship, so I actually did a whole year and I just decided to stay because 
the research world at the moment is it's a tough field but it's also very exciting um there is a lot going on in terms of funding and new area of research that can be pursued so um it was just so interesting that i decided to stay and how did you land yourself in the international cyber policy center was that something that happened quite naturally did you develop an interest whilst you were working or how did you end up in that area of aspie Our cyber team is really big. We have so many different experts in their own fields and we have a huge China team, which is actually one of the biggest ones in the world, in the sort of think tank world. Um, So I sort of fall in that category um, as a China researcher. So yeah, it, it sort of happened naturally because when I joined the internship, I was often put on projects with the Cyber Policy Center. So I started meeting people here and I joined different teams and was able to participate in a lot of projects at the time. Uh, and I think we really clicked and I worked well together with a lot of uh, my teammates. So towards the end of the internship, um, I was offered the opportunity to apply for a research position for the Cyber Policy Centre. And that's how um, I got my current job. I'm sure every day is different, but would you be able to describe kind of like a typical day as a researcher in ASPE? Yeah, well, (laughs) there is a lot of solitary work and it's a lot of me staring at a screen a lot of the time. That's probably what people expect. I think there are ups and downs to our projects. There are big ones and small ones. Some of them have really short deadlines that we have to turn around in a couple of weeks, so they can be really hectic. But others are more planned and can take six months up to a, a whole year. And that's actually one of one of my latest projects on uh, Xinjiang and the Chinese government's repression of Uyghurs in that region that took us almost a whole year to to finish. And so that almost became my entire life. I think you you really become such an expert in in the topics that you end up researching, and it's a constant learning experience as well. It's fascinating because we get in contact with experts from all over the world um, to get their views and expertise as well. Do you have a particular favourite aspect of being a researcher just in general? The ability to write is definitely uh, one that I really like, but without the constant pressure you may have in a media room, for example. So I have the opportunity to pitch my own projects and ideas and then, you know, either write my own pieces or um, join a team that I find particularly interesting and then contribute my ideas to their projects. Do you have any advice for someone who might be interested in working at ASPE or in policy or as a researcher? Yeah, well, I think definitely try to write as much as you can and get your work published. Even if it's just, you know, university research project, it's always good to show that you've had some research experience of your own and that you are able to write in a concise and sort of clear way. Um, and then, yeah, put, just putting yourself out there as much as you can. For me, it's definitely been those types of events, just linking up with people, getting to know them and what they do that has helped me understand what I want to do. 
Speaking about advice, do you, when looking back at the trajectory of your professional career, do you have any advice that you would give yourself, say, when you were a university student and just kind of starting out in the in the workforce? I would probably just, just tell myself not to be too obsessed with deciding what exactly my career was going to look like. Because thinking back, I don't think I would have ever thought to be here right now, <laughs> today. Like if you asked myself, I don't know, even up to three years ago, I would have had no idea that I would have ended up here. Looking at what you've learned and how you've grown as a researcher, not just through uni, but through Aspie, what's the biggest lesson you've learned as a part of your professional career? The biggest lesson was definitely not to second guess myself. I think the most important thing I've learned is that I can always speak up my mind and my opinion is just as good as anyone else's. You know, it's, it's in, especially in the research environment, um, anyone really can have a good idea. In terms of yourself and your professional career, where do you see yourself in five years or where would you like to progress to? I definitely plan to stay in the think tank world for a few more years. I would like to transition to being an analyst eventually and pitch my own projects and get them funded. And, you know, being from Italy, I also, you know, look to maybe eventually go back to the European Union um, and work in some think tank over there um, to gain, you know, another perspective as well. I suppose this brings me to my last question. Um, We ask everyone this. What's something that you've read or watched or listened to that's had a really big impact on you and your career so far? Well, um, this might be a bit niche, I think, uh, for most people, but um, it happened when I was a student in China. I was studying Chinese language in in Beijing and I was still very confused about what I wanted to do I thought you know maybe a career in China was feasible for me but then I read a lot of books from this Italian foreign correspondent his name is Tiziano Derzani and a lot of his books are translated in English. So if people are interested, I would highly recommend. Um, he was a correspondent um, in China for decades. And reading his, his writings about what the regime had done, uh, he was actually expelled from the country uh, and never allowed back because of his, his writings. That really opened my eyes about what a life in China might have meant for me and um, especially writing in the space of human rights. um, You understand it it would have been very difficult to keep doing that from Beijing, from China. So yeah, those those books are are quite life-changing or they have been for me. Well, Daria, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been really interesting um, and engaging and I'm sure our listeners will have a lot to take away from this discussion. If any of our listeners do want to know more, read some of your work or get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? 
So they can always contact me through my work email, which is publicly available on the ASPE website, or I'm also on Twitter. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my name and surname are quite um, unique, so I'm sure they'll find me. <laughs> yeah, we'll link all of your details in the episode as well. Well, thank you so much for, for chatting with me today. Thank you. That's all for our Trailblazer episode. We'll be back with another instalment on the first Thursday of next month. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram and check out our website. Links are in the episode description. We'll see you next week.